0: Hello, this is Danielle Freitag with Jenna DeYoung, Real Talk Podcast, encouraging faith and inspiring restoration. Sharing tips, tools, and talk, we're exploring a biblical worldview that empowers and prompts faith in action. Real Talk Podcast. And this is Danielle. And this is Jenna. Hey, guys. Yeah. So, season six, and we're at episode seven. So, (laughs) we're going to talk about how the Lord delights in you. And there's so many different scripture verses. I was actually just sitting here looking at all of the scripture, the truth, the word is truth. Right. And when you're reading the word and you're getting the word on the inside of you, you're going to, you're going to believe truth. And so we're going to talk about how the Lord delights in you and each share personal stories. So, you know, listeners, I just, I want to ask you a question. Do you know that the Lord delights in you? Do you truly know that the Lord delights in you? Cause it does, it changes everything. Um, you know, Jenna, I never, like, I never had a feeling that, that like, God was like distant God. Um, maybe from time to time I've had thoughts, like I didn't measure up in the sense of like, maybe he was, you know, um, gosh, I don't know. Not mad at me. Cause when, you know, when I came to know the Lord, so 2006, when I truly gave my heart to the Lord, I feel like I did experience his delight. Like those are the stories that I remember the most you know, and, and his delight, meaning his love for me and, and, and his presence, because again, changes everything. So I've got, you know, a story I definitely want to share, you know, in related, uh, relationship to Zephaniah 3, 317. Um, but just want to ask you the question, do you remember a specific time when you, when you really, experience the Lord's delight for you.
1: Yeah. So if we can just define the word delight, it just means like pleasure, like mm-hmm. God looks at you and it's like he, you are his pleasure. And, um, you know, for me, I felt like this was hard for me to grasp because mm-hmm. I'm in my relationship with my earthly father. And so I love him and I bless him in Jesus name. But it just is part of my story was just that, like, I always felt like I was in trouble. You know, I always Mm -hmm. felt like I was kind of the black sheep. I was always kind of doing things that, Mm -hmm. and it could just be small things like leaving my towel on the floor or something, you know, (laughs) and I just was always getting in trouble. And so I kind of have shared this before, but like when I came to know Jesus and gave my life to him, I had a skewed. Vision of my father in heaven because I kind of felt like he was mad at me. And I was always kind of scared of him because I was like, oh, he knows what I've done, and I'm just so bad. Yeah. Like, you know. And so, you know, I I knew that God saw everything in me, but it was like, you know, I began to experience the the love and just the pleasure of the Lord when He just I continued to extend his mercy to me and so mercy meaning like he had every right to like punish mm-hmm. me but he didn't give to right me, you know and so it was like this wall for me that he'd really had to break down and I just remember it got to a point where it was like I knew I deserved punishment <laughs> you know and yeah. I was like I'm so sorry but and it was like he loved me and he's like I yeah. love you and I'm not here to punish you I actually mm. To, you know, like what you're talking about in this event you have Mm -hmm. coming up, create this garden in you and restore you back to your youth. And I just, yeah. And so that was kind of the beginning of him, me realizing that he delights in me and that he loves me and like he Mm -hmm. finds joy in relationship with me and spending time with me. Amen. Amen. And revelation like that
0: comes when you look at what Jesus did on the cross. Right. So think about this. And this, this was a real profound moment for me. So I had a dream that I will never forget. And in the dream, I, I saw Jesus, like he was in, he was, he was kneeled on the dirt. He was kneeling on the dirt. Like it was dusty. There were soldiers, there were people standing around him. And it seems like everybody was you know, angry and hostile. And so here he was, here's Jesus, the Messiah, the King of the world, the savior, the one who came to carry our sin to the cross. Here he is kneeling on, you know, the gravel, which had to have hurt itself. And then he's being whipped. And this is, this is actually a picture of what happens. So the night, right. The, the, the day that he was, was crucified, right? Here he is encircled by, by angry, you know, um, priests, Roman soldiers and people. And he is whipped. He is, there's a crown of thorns placed on his head, which, which probably caused blood to come forth. And so here is our savior, you know, being ridiculed, being, being hurt. And then he carries a, heavy wooden cross and then is crucified on the cross. And it says, right. That he hung an excruciating way to die for six hours and that every, he took every sin, every iniquity, every, you know, for the, for the one the, the scriptures say, like, if you believe, right. If you believe in Jesus Christ and you call on Jesus Christ, you will be saved. So for the believer, for the one who believes in what this man this God did what Jesus did. Like there's, there's the freedom from the sin, from the punishment. Cause Jesus took it all to the cross. It's like, we, we're going to, we're going to get that revelation of his love. When we look exactly at what the savior of the world did at what Jesus did. Cause nobody else did that. Buddha didn't do that. You know, like <laughs> none of these other, you know, little God, nobody else did that. It was the son of God. And, you know, not only then, of course, we know the story doesn't stop there, right? He didn't just take all our sins upon the cross, you know, the perfect lamb, because blood had to be shed. Like that, it's, I didn't understand this until I like came to know the Lord 2006, 2007. Like there had to be a blood sacrifice it tells us that in scripture. I actually came to a point in my life where I was like, but why did you have to die for me? You know, like, like, I really want to understand why. Why? you know? And so the Lord led me on this journey of understanding from the old Testament, the sacrifice, but Jesus, the perfect spotless lamb taking all the sin upon him, you know, and then, you know, being brought to being brought to a grave grave couldn't hold him rises, comes back to life three days later, nobody else has done this. And it says that we believers are in his death burial and resurrection and where is he now right seated at the right hand of god and so it's like i'm a new creation in christ you're a new creation in christ literally when god looks at me he does not see because of what jesus did the iniquity and the sin and that is where that's where i want to get my mind and that's what i hope you know for believers is that you know that god sees you through the the the, the death burial and resurrection of what jesus did It's so beautiful. The, the revelation comes in the resurrection
1: in the, in the reality of what Jesus did. Yeah. And I always say too, like, it's just so crazy. So like he died, he did all of that for us. And this was the the plan from the beginning of time. And it was, and like, what you said, like that, that's the Jesus is the door so that the, our father in heaven can see us pure and holy. And it, so it's like he died, took on all of his sin, and then he gave us his own righteousness. That's what the scriptures say. So he gave us the righteousness of Christ. And it's like, why, <laughs> why would you do this? Me. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> but then it's like, oh my gosh. But then, you know, there's this song that says, may the lamb receive his reward in me, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. so there's the, the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, but then he ascended to heaven yeah. and he, he ascended and he brought gifts to men. So yeah. I know we don't want to get into that, but I'm uh, like, that's kind of where I've been today. It's all about oh, no, like, it's good. It's and, so good. I was just getting
0: rocked. I was just starting to really feel the Holy Spirit. And like, okay, so this reminds me of this. I just want to read this. So um uh I've been working on this, um, along with somebody else been working on this like ebook, which is a which is a portion of or or an experiential workshop type related to the garden keys. So, right, the first the first couple books that I wrote, but this is this is from the, the second book, which is, which is awakening Daughter Zion, um, the guard, you know, the garden keys volume two, but listen to this. So, so the greatest love story ever told is coming around full circle from the garden in Eden at the beginning of time to the garden of gifts in Gethsemane. So think about this, right? Like you, you just said it Jenner, right? Like God knew from the beginning Okay so here we have the beginning a garden where does Jesus pray the night before he's crucified right he's he he's he's in a garden okay <laughs> so okay I, i'm i'm getting all excited i'm going to read the quote all right to the garden of gifts in gethsemane where Jesus laid down his life to the garden of golgotha where death was overcome and all the way to paradise the garden of eternal life right so like God is leading us. Adonai is leading us into this place of delight, right? Where And Jesus, of course, being the door. It's like back into Eden, back into the original intent, you know, before the liar lied, before Satan lied, like before that, before the fall, we're literally being brought back. And I believe like, yes, it's going to happen like when Jesus comes back, but I truly believe that we can actually enter into the garden of our life, like right here, right now, you know, like experiencing the things of God, you know, realities of heaven, experiencing like Jesus, right? Like all the time, hope and joy, no matter, no matter what comes at me in
1: Jesus name. Amen. I just want to second that. And I fully believe that. (laughs) And it's called the kingdom of God. So it's the kingdom of God that we're to experience, which is peace, joy, and righteousness scripture says the kingdom of God is not a matter of rules, but it's actually peace, joy, and righteousness in the Holy spirit. And so the Holy spirit is the gateway into the kingdom of God.
0: Jesus. Yes, Lord. And he's such a gift, you know, yesterday. Um, so I was walking outside. I won't say where I was at, but I was at somewhere. I was not at my house, but I was at another place. That's kind of like my house anyways, another property. So, so we have neighbors, some of them I haven't met. And I always wonder like, do they know Jesus? You know, do you ever think about that? Like, do, do your neighbors know Jesus? Okay. So I'm thinking about this and and this woman who I run into once in a while, she's sitting outside and I literally feel the Holy Spirit's like, go over and talk to her. She stands up and we're like waving at each other across the street. Right. So I get up, I go over there and, and she just starts sharing. And I'm like, you know, listen to the Holy Spirit. Like, she's talking about how much she hurts and how much, how pain, like she's feeling pain, you know, and I can tell she's just, you know, weighed down by life. And I'm like, Oh Jesus, I just want to like lay a hand on her, pray for her, but she didn't ask, you know, so I'm just going to wait this out. And she's, you know, talking and she's like, Oh, I like when you come over and I love when you, you know, come visit with me. And, and, um, she starts talking about her friend, she's been drinking and, you know, all these things. And, And then she looks at my tattoo, which, okay. FYI guys, I would not get a tattoo now. And I don't, that's a whole, we we could do a podcast on tattoos, (laughs) not getting any more tattoos. I got very convicted on that. But one of the tattoos I have is John 14, 27. And so she, she actually like grabs my arm. like, okay. So she grabs my arm and she's like, oh, what is that? And I'm like, I literally feel the Lord. Like, here's your moment. So I look her in the eyes and I'm like, you know, before Jesus was crucified, He told his disciples that he's going to give them the Holy Spirit, which is the you know. So I'm talking about the Holy Spirit to her, and she's looking me in the eye, and I can see there's like an exchange happening where it almost felt like I was like pouring into her. And so I tell her about Jesus. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit, and she starts crying, she starts weeping, and I'm like, "Do you have a Bible?" She says, "No, I don't." I'm like, "I'm going to go get you one." So I run across the street, like I'm like, "Lord, which Bible should I give her?" Because I have like a hundred Bibles, right? So I grab my my Life Recovery Bible, I bring it back and give it to her. Anyway, it was like, it was just a sweet moment, but that's like the Holy spirit will lead you to share in the kingdom of God with others. And it's like, I, I I felt like, like I was praying in tongues as I was driving away from her, but I literally felt like the Lord just wanted her to know. I see you. Like, I see you. I love you. You don't have to be in pain. And then I'm like, she's going to get healed. You know, like I didn't touch her, but she touched my arm. (laughs) And Jesus resides in me and the Holy spirit is here. So you just never know. Right. Wasn't it Paul who walked by and people like people got healed by his like shadow or who was that? Peter, Paul, somebody that's the kingdom of God. Right.
1: That is reality. And God used your tattoo to share the Holy Spirit. <laughs> See, there's redemption in all things. There's yes. redemption in all
0: things. I didn't finish my arm tattoo because the Lord, yeah, that's another story. That's another story. So don't, don't get condemned. Those who are listening and have tattoos, don't get condemned. Just read your Bible about what tat, about tattoos. <laughs> anyways, that's another story. So yeah. Delight Lord, like, thank you that you delight in us, God. And may we delight in you. So what scriptures do you have Jenna about, about the okay. Lord's delight? Did you
1: bring up Zephaniah? No,
0: I didn't, so didn't but that, I was going to talk about that one. I love that one so much. Go ahead. Yeah. Share it. It's so good. Okay. Hold on. I'm trying to find it. Okay. As you're, as you're looking for it, um, it, it talks about the Lord literally singing over you and we'll have to read the whole part of it. But, you know, Holy spirit speaks subtly. Sometimes may give you a picture may speak like in your mind. Um, I have heard an audible, like I believe it was the sound of the Lord or it was an angel. But when I first got saved, I'll never forget it. Um, so it was like 2006, 2007, I was laying in bed and I heard, heard an audible voice but it was literally the I heard the the Commandments like the act from the Old Testament being like spoken over me almost like being written on my heart but spoken over me and so this this scripture verse in Zep- Zephaniah 317 like when you hear the Lord speaking over you or even singing like do we realize there's really sound in heaven right now like there's angels singing and worshiping God right now and and also that we can hear the Holy Spirit, we can hear the the voice of the Father, we can hear the things in heaven. So there really is a song. There really is sound in the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so actually I'm going to back up to 16 because in 16 it says in that day it will be said to Jerusalem, "Do not be afraid, O Zion. Do not let your hands fall limp. Let the Lord your God is in your midst, a warrior who saves. He will rejoice over you with joy. He will be quiet in his love." And this is the amplified. It says, "Making no mention of your past sins, he will rejoice hmm. over you with shouts of joy."
0: I love it. So it's just
1: saying God is in your midst. He's a warrior that saves. He rejoices over you with joy. He's not bringing up your past. He's not bringing up your mm. sins, but he's rejoicing over you. So and good. so, I just feel like that shifts something in your heart because you have an awareness of who you are without the Lord. I mean, like even like there's just even still today, I'm not one to get down on myself, but I'm like. Why yeah. did I do that? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And and so it's like having to stay in that vein that God is good, that God loves you, that he's not mm-hmm. up there trying to punish you, but he actually is delighted in you. And he he he's singing over you. Um, he sings wow. over you while you're sleeping. It actually wow. says somewhere in scripture. I don't remember. Yeah. It wow, um, wow. So many different verses about delighting in the Lord, especially in the Psalms um um in the song of songs i mean just just really yeah. so many different places yeah here's a here's a few too so you know
0: he delights in us and then it's the question of like do, do are we delighting in him you know do we really consider his word to be a delight like psalm 119 is deep so much about delighting in the word and the precepts and the ways of god i rejoice in following your statutes as one rejoices in great Riches. Um, Psalm 37, 23 says, the Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him. And so a prayer is even, Lord, may I like I desire to delight in you, may my whole life everything, may there be a delight in you. And I I feel like it's something that it's like the more that you spend time with the Lord, the more that you make time to be in the Word, you know, prayer, or worship when you're spending time with the Lord. You're gonna you're gonna delight more, but sometimes you gotta like, you know, enter in. sometimes it's like, um, I was I was I've been taking this course by Corey Russell about praying in tongues, and I he's like, okay, pray in tongue, like start like twenty minutes, you know, sit and try it for twenty minutes, but there's something he calls it the shift, right? There's something that happens. There really is a shift that takes place when you take the time and you you sit undistracted, put your phone away and just sit with the Lord you know, what, what is he saying? What, what is he saying? What, you know, what, what are you th- like? I, I love, um, even just like sitting for a bit quiet, what's the Holy spirit saying, but then also then being thankful, like, what
1: can you tell God that you're thankful for? You know? Yeah. yeah it's I, I have to share this. Cause I feel like this is like what totally shook me. <laughs> so there was one morning I got up. And I think I was kind of dragging my feet a little bit, you know, I really like to make it not really a habit, but just, I love to like get up and just meet with the Lord, like in the morning. Mm -hmm. And I got up and I'd gotten to my place where I meet with the Lord and I sat down and I just, I heard the Holy spirit say, I've been waiting for you. And I was like, what? I was like, what? I was like, instantly, my eyes just like start welling up with tears. And I was like, what? Like, oh my gosh, like that shook me. It wrecked me and it totally took down any wall (laughs) that I had up yet. And I was like, I mean, it just rattled me to my core and I was like, I don't want you to wait for me. I'm, I'm, I'm here. Like I'm, I'm ready. Like I want to be with you too. <laughs> so, so. It's
0: Song of songs eight Jenna, right. Where he says, so you who dwell in the gardens with friends and attendance, let me hear your voice. Like he's waiting for you. Like, mm-hmm.
1: like, do we really realize the Lord? Like,
0: yeah, he delights one look a moment, you take a moment. It's so beautiful. It's delight.
1: Well, also, actually since we're in the song of songs in the passion translation in song of songs, seven verses nine, um, and this is the bridegroom and he says about the bride. So he says about you and me, he says, for your kisses of love are exhilarating. Now let's back up kisses of love, refer to yeah. words that refer to yep. words. Okay? Yep. And it says, He says for your kisses of love or your words are exhilarating more than any delight I've known before your kisses of love or your words awaken even the sleeping ones. And so like this whole chapter is about like, you know, who the bride becomes when she gets full of the Holy Spirit, she walks, she's living this life, you know, our friend, mentor, mother, Ruthie always says this life by the spirit, you know, and that's what he, that's what the father says about us. Like when we go through that transforming work, when we're, we're we're walking in revelation, purity, holiness, Mm -hmm. the righteousness of Christ, it's like his life begins to manifest in us and it's mind blowing. So good.
0: it's So good.
1: So I just pray that you
0: know definitely those that are listening that you know the lord that he desi- that he delights in you um that you are able to delight in him that you are able to delight in his word um psalm 119 111 says your statutes are my heritage forever they are the joy or delight of my heart thank you jesus Thank you, Jesus. May we delight in you. The Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him. So basically that, that verse also says, if we're, if we're a little off track, where's our delight? Think about that. You know, where, where's, where's the delight? I mean, that's kind of a reality check right there. Um, But it does say the Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him. May our delight be in the Lord and his ways. It means his precepts, his word, take delight in the Lord. And he will give you the desires of your heart. And not that it's about getting the desires of your heart, but
1: Psalm 37, four, right? Take delight in the Lord. There's so many of the Psalms that say, you know, I delight in your law and I delight yeah. in statutes. Okay. So this is yeah. so true. And, but then I'm also thinking about like in the new Testament, how um, you know there's this there's this transfer from a life by law to this mm-hmm. life by the I even felt like the Lord say delight in my Holy Spirit delight in the promptings and the impressions yeah. and the of my Spirit you know because the Spirit and the Word they're they're not they're they're like right. the Spirit can't go against the Word of God you know and so I just was even feeling not prompting to like mm-hmm. delight. Life of the Spirit and the things that the Holy Spirit is saying. So, yeah, so amen, yes. amen. So good, so good. But I'm bump with that.
0: Until next time, just to give you guys a little snapshot. So, my um, wonderful co-host here is actually. Can I share where you're
1: going, or do you want to share where you're going? Yeah, like no, she's not going to be here it. for the Go next ahead. couple weeks. Where are you going, yeah. going, Jenna? We are going to Malawi, Africa. So be free.
0: <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, oh yeah, absolutely, intentionally, um, definitely. So for the next couple of weeks, as far as the podcast goes, we'll have one more. Um, Jenna will be on, and then I'm going to have um, a friend of mine, co-host, join um, just for a couple episodes, and then Jenna will be back. Um, you know, sometime end of June. And so we actually Action One Six Nine has an upcoming, um, the Garden Workshop. Super excited about it. We'll have. Um, worship and creating a mixed media garden, but that's in Southern Minnesota. And there's actually just a couple tipp- tickets left, but you'll generally be back for that. And and of course, um, the last couple of episodes for the season in regards to the podcast. But we will have another guest on for this um, season, and yeah, just continuing the conversation, uh, the biblical worldview conversation. So until next time.